The following message is from the North Shore Christian Centre MP3 Audio Lounge. More information about North Shore Christian Centre is available at www.nscc.org.au. We have got two of my best friends here today. And uh, I, I just love Lindsay and Julie Clark. And uh, I want to give them a very special welcome to our church. And Linz, would you just come up, come up on the stage? <clears throat> Lindsay Clark, in my estimation, is one of God's legends. He is one of the most uh, under-the-radar ministers around the place, but is accomplishing so much that it's unbelievable. Lindsay was in our church for three years, just sitting around there for three years. And while he was sitting there, God gave him a vision to launch this ministry called Metamorphic. And uh, Metamorphic, over those years, Lens, I mean, the stats for me are just mind-blowing. So, so tell them how many churches that Metamorphic has planted, first-generation churches, in 13 years is how many? Uh, about 6,400. 6,400. That's So when we're talking about first-generation churches, what are we talking about? We're talking about churches that I and my core team have personally trained, discipled, mentored for two years. And so they're the ones that we get the statistics on each week. Yeah, and, just, that, uh, just that in itself, to say that in 13 years that you and your team have actually mentored 6,400 pastors. How do you do that? Well, it's, uh, it's, like any, it's, it's like any business or ministry. We just keep multiplying, raising up teams. So we've got a great team in Nepal, a great team in Cambodia, great team in Africa, a great team in Europe. So, uh, so I spend my time training them, and they train the leaders, and then I do uh, bigger events so that I touch every one of the church planters. So at the moment, we're working with you in Poland with Adrian and yep. Robin Shep. And how's that going? Yeah, going great. So we've got a new program we start there in three weeks' time. So we've got a bunch of new church planters, and uh, mostly from Slovakia and Poland, but the plan is to roll that out over the next two years to include about six or seven different nations across Europe. Wow. So I love the fact that we're going to Eastern Europe and all over Europe, but you've been in Asia and Africa since day, since you yep. first started. So which country has the most church plants? Uh, line ball between probably Laos, Myanmar and Cambodia, which are all pushing 400, 500 churches. Wow, and that's that's first generation. So then these churches, because they get birthed with this whole church planning mindset, start planting churches. They do, yep. And so what's the average? So the of... average across the board with the 6,000 churches is they plant 4.2 churches in the first five years. And so how many churches then are in this network? Of... 25,000. 25,000 churches. Come on. That's just, how many of you know that's sort of hard for us to comprehend in 13 years? And, and so have you got any idea of how many people they'd be ministering to? That's about three and a half to four million people. Three and a half to four million. And most of these are new converts that have been saved. Probably 90, over 90%. <laughs> Lindsay, that's just mind-blowing. That is, that seriously for me is mind-blowing. And, and, and let me tell you something. I feel privileged that we're partnering with you yeah, it's for awesome. this. And we've been doing it from day one, and we'll be 
And let me tell you, my commitment is we'll do it until Jesus returns. Love it. Huh? And that's what this is about, isn't it? It's about bringing back Jesus. Yeah. We've got to plant churches. I love that. Now, I, I, want, us, I want you to talk to us a little bit about Nepal. Yep. So, so tell us what, what sort of opened up Nepal to you. Okay, so we, uh, we actually only started in Nepal from October last year, but we've got 80 churches in Nepal at the moment. And uh, in fact, we finished our last church planting program on the Friday and the earthquake took place on the Saturday. But what it meant was by Monday morning, we were already distributing rice and water in 80 communities across Nepal. This is the beauty of the church, is we can actually do things quicker and more economically than anybody else in the world. And so we've got a team of three Nepalese that uh, are running our office there. And I've got two of our Aussie team on, uh, on the ground there. And then we've got 80 guys that are running churches across the nation. So, and I'll be there in two weeks' time. So we're, um, so we're just, every day there's trucks going out. Uh, our team are out there dropping bags of rice in those villages, crates of water, and so forth. So it's, it's awesome to see what the church can do. Lindsay, what we want to do this morning, in a few moments we're going to be... Um giving our offering and so there's an offering envelope on your seat and so on the offering envelope it's got designated offering and if you want to do something for Nepal just write Nepal on your offering now if you're obviously filling it out for your tithes or for missions or for whatever but if you write Nepal in that uh, box that says designated offering to and uh, you write Nepal then what we will do is that we'll channel that offering through metamorphic and the 80 churches so so talk to us about these 80 churches they're actually in villages in Kathmandu so we've got about 30 churches around the suburbs of Kathmandu and the other 50 are in rural areas yeah and about 15 of them are right around the ring of where the the epicenter of the earthquake was so with this money what are we going to do with it so we're putting initially we're going to put a thousand dollars in the hand of each church planner understand in Nepal thousand dollars buys a lot of rice and a lot of water and a lot of noodles and what we want to do rather than using aid product that's being flown in we actually want to buy it off local people so we actually create employment which I think from a relief and aid point of view is a better strategy and uh, so they will manage and report back on their thousand dollars and when that's spent and we've got more we'll do it again and we'll keep working with these people for the next few months and then we have a water project we're about to launch which is going to help on the next phase because the big issue in Nepal is going to be in three months time people will start dying of waterborne diseases so we're going to start a water filtration system that we can spread right across the whole of Nepal. Wow that is awesome. Lens, that's just awesome. It's, it's awesome on so many levels because it's a wonderful thing to be able to help people but then for the Nepalese to see the help is coming through the church it's through God people that love Jesus. I mean, it just, it just makes the church so important yeah. within the community because that's one of your key messages, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. So it talk is. to us a bit about that. So, um, I, mean, I mean, a big part of the rollout of this, of course, is the connection of the community and government. And while I was there on the last trip, I met with the Home Minister, who's the guy you would have seen on TV, the spokesman who's talking about what's happening in Nepal. Uh, and next time back, uh, well, actually not in two weeks' time, but later in the year, I have a uh, meeting with the President to talk about how we can integrate the church into Nepalese. <laughs> Get a meeting with the president. Uh, favor of God, I guess. We get to meet presidents <laughs> all over the place. As you know, I told you the other day the story of meeting the president of Somalia in a lift. Yeah, yeah, in a lift, <laughs> mate. God gives you so many opportunities, yeah. Lens. It's yeah, seriously, awesome. it is amazing. And uh, seriously, Anne and I just, I was just so privileged to know that Metamorphic was launched when you were part of our church. Yeah, we just love that. And so, 
everything that you do, we own. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> come on, folks. So when I say, you know, part of our missions program, we've planted 25,000 churches. Just know that we own that vision because we support these guys. And, uh, I, you know, I, I just want to support them more and more. And, uh, you know, for me, in, anyone that wants to not just support what they do, but support them personally, that's cool with me, seriously. And because uh, I just want people like uh, Jules and Lindsay to not have financial pressure, but be able to thrive to do what God's called them to do. And, uh, and that's changing the world. So that's great. Linz, we love you. Awesome. Last word. Last word, just to, to just to give you an idea. Yeah, yeah, okay. The last word. This was launched out of this church, and uh, and I know this is community care uh, Sunday, isn't it? Yeah. Or what do you call it? Community care. Community, community care. Life source community care. Life source community care. But what this is really about, we talk about mission. Sometimes you can think it's that thing that's out there, but it's actually about local communities in places like Nepal. It's like the wells that we dig from the coffee cart. Uh, what you need to understand is what one well results in. Can I just tell one story? Is that right? Because um, because I want you to actually contextualise this. Because you can think, oh, what actually happens? Like what you know, what what impact does it have? But Julie and I were in Cambodia uh, a little while ago, and we went into a village with 450, 500 people, and uh, we put a well in there. And I spoke to the village elder, and I said, so tell me about how this relates to God. And he said, well, I'm not yet a Christian. And I said, oh, really? He goes. Uh, I said, so how do you feel about it? He goes, oh, no, I think it's good. I've started going to church. And, uh, and he was also the, the principal of the local school. And he said, so I listen to what the pastor says, and I like what he teaches. So I then go and teach all the students in our school. And I repeat what <laughs> I he said. That. Then we went to the next village, and uh, the, the same response. The guy goes, I don't yet know Jesus. And I said, well, what does that mean? And can we pray for you? So we prayed for him, and he said... Well, actually, as a village, we are now deciding whether we will become Christians because before we had water, our God, Buddha, gave us nothing. Now we've heard about this man named Jesus who you guys claim is God and we have water. That's all we know. So we are now having a discussion. So take that three months forward, two villages decided simultaneously to bow the knee and pray and ask Jesus into their lives. A thousand people. Come on. That's awesome. A thousand people. In two wells. And that's just... So every time you have a cup of coffee, realise it does actually have an impact. In fact, you should drink a lot more coffee, okay? All right. Thank you. you This is the amazing thing. Like, we give free coffee here in our church and and donations. But, you know, we've had people pay $100 note for a cup of coffee. That's cheap, really. (laughs) When you think about the result. (laughs) That's great. Come on, let's give Lindsay and Jules a great big applause. It's just awesome. Thanks for listening to this message from the North Shore Christian Centre Audio Lounge. We invite you to visit us online at www.nscc.org.au. Through our website, you can keep up to date with what's happening in the life of our church in Chatswood, New South Wales, as well as accessing other free resource materials. 